For the colder months, Troy Farmer's Market moves indoors to the atrium in downtown Troy. Hudson Mohawk Magazine was there to check out the scene and check in with vendors. Hi, I'm Steve Redler, I'm the market manager. We are inside at the atrium. That's a transition that is always very difficult to do. People like to see all the same vendors and they're nearly all here. It's just you have to hunt them down and find them. It's a challenge in terms of spacing and where you can put people, but we've got you know the produce vendors front and center this year. We're going to be able to uh, have the prepared food areas back upstairs where they'll be able to spread out and have a dining area. So that's gonna be pretty exciting. We're fixing the elevator and uh, we are inside. Everybody always thinks that uh, you can stay outside for as long as possible, but you know what? November in uh, upstate New York can be a little bit different from this year. And uh, a lot of the produce is not able to be out there. It perishes pretty quickly. So we have to be very cautious about where we're located. And so we have everybody inside and we're spread out, still with lots of room, so it's pretty, sh it's pretty safe. And we're, we're excited to be in here, right in the middle of downtown Troy. So other than the location change, what are other differences between the summer market and the winter market? Well, I think that one of the big things you see in the summer is that there's so many more people coming. And uh, so the numbers, the attendance drops, but really the same uh, number of vendors are here. Uh, and you know we so that's the biggest challenge is you know, sort of make, getting people to understand that you know when you go outside one week and we're indoors the next week the attendance may drop quite dramatically but the same product the same number of vendors they still have the same stuff so really you just have to sort of come out and really explore and experience the winter market and find out that you can still get all the fresh produce that you want and then and then from another standpoint. You know, there's, you know, operational wise, it's all very different. You know, you've got to load people in, you've got four entrances and an, almost a hundred vendors trying to get in them at the beginning of the day. So for us, the magic happens before you all arrive. And when, when you get here and see what's going on, it's all happened already. You know, we've managed to get them all in and all set up and no one knows what went on. So there's a lot more that's happening behind the scenes than is obvious for the visitors. Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, today we were, we were running around unplugging prepared food vendors and plugging them into different sockets. So we, made, we found out which circuits were working and which ones they'd blown and how we could get someone to turn their grill on and you know, what you can do. You have to cook differently inside. You, know, you have to do a lot more pre-packaged and pre-prepared food that they come in and heat up. So you know, there's a lot going on there. And then we have to sort of figure out how to group the vendors so that the customers can really find their way around and get all, get all they need without scratching their heads too much about where's that at. And then obviously one of the biggest challenges that we face is the question, where's the map? And the map comes pretty soon after we do a couple markets because we obviously like try and fine tune things and then the map appears. So there probably will be a map next week. It'll be a draft map probably still, but you know, eventually there'll be a map on site as well as on the on the internet. And what should we know about this building? It's been a staple in Troy. You were for one winter over in the Price Chopper. Are there difficulties with these buildings? Do you hope to stay here? Well, at downtown now, we're hoping to stay in the atrium. Um, we are working out with uh, the owners and the city and the it's a very complicated series of parcels here, some of which are being proposed for redevelopment. Timing of that may impact us. 
you know, we're hoping that we'll still sort of fall in a, on a window of opportunity that'll allow us to still be here next winter. But if we're not, we have a real challenge finding spaces that can, you know, hold this many people and this many vendors. There's not that many options. We were fortunate to find the Price Chopper site during COVID. And then we, we had to operate under different capacity limits and different spacing limits, and that worked really well. But they, even that doesn't work for a, a full-blown indoor farmer's market anymore. So there are definite challenges ahead in terms of figuring out where we're going to be. And we're hoping that with you know, some grant money that's been awarded to us and that maybe some additional funding and some fundraising, that we'll be able to create a permanent home here within what happens with the redevelopment and ownership transfers. So beyond just the staple of farmers and fresh vegetables, what else is at the market? Obviously, we have uh, the, the staples that you just talked about, but we have a lot of meat. We have a lot of bakers, different types of bakers. We have gluten-free. We, we're, we're trying to increase our vegan options. We have all the dairy and the cheeses, which is great when you talk about vegan, but yeah. And we have uh, ciders, wine, spirits. And then we have uh, jams and jellies and garlic. And then we have all of the prepared food vendors out there. And you also have music. And I know you've had an artist recently. Yes, we have music. Um, every week we have at least two performers out there. Um, and they play right in the middle of the market from the start to the end. And when we were in the Price Chopper, we had a mural program where we were able to get the artists back into the into the environment where you know that no one was really wanting to be out and about but we opened it up at, in the evenings and had murals painted all over the price chopper and we're thinking of trying to do the same thing here this year so look for look for changes to the walls each week not yet but i'm hoping to be able to pull something off on the walls that are going to be demolished we'll be able to maybe paint those up and have some fun and then the other thing that we do is that we have uh, local community groups come in and they get to talk about what they do in the community and gives them a real place to put their message out to a lot of people. Thank you so much, Steve. Before I walk around, anything else that we should be looking forward to in this indoor season? Well, I, I'm hoping that, you know, we won't have too much snow and that we'll be able to keep the sidewalks clear and everybody will be having a great time coming down in the winter, right through the winter. So we look forward to seeing everybody. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Hello, I'm Hernan Lopez from owner of Elias Coffee. So it's the first day indoors. How's the transition been? It's great. It's been uh, seamless. Uh, as far as customers are cons is concerned, there were a lot enough people coming in. A lot of people I didn't, wasn't expecting. I didn't actually I didn't know what to expect, whether we're going to get less foot traffic or not. But it's been great. Overall, what I've been hearing is that there is generally less foot traffic indoors. Why do you think that is? Usually people want to just hang out. A lot of people walk around and just eat in the market. And right now, the weather is also good, so that's why the day was great. So do you expect more people to be coming inside as it gets colder? I hope so. <laughs> Especially when you're looking for an activity and it's cold, it's kind of nice to be in an indoor place. This is the perfect choice to do that. Uh, you're warm and you're well fed and good drinks. It's perfect. What do you? What gravitates to you towards coffee? I know you're you're quite uh, into the fair trade concept. 
Yes, um, fair trade, and um, I try to pay, try to find a company that will pay more to the farmer uh, to help with sustainability, because a lot of farmers don't get paid enough, so I try to look for a company that does that. What makes vending at the market worth your time? It's a lot of fun. I love to interact with the customers, and it makes the job exciting and interesting. And if you're busy, it's great for everybody. It's just fun. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Jem with Baba Duck here at the Troy Farmer's Market. And I'm Peggy with Baba Duck at the Troy's Farmer's Market. Um, so everything is vegan, plant-based, and it's Chinese food, all made by Mei Yi, the chef. <laughs> okay, I see some glass noodles here. What kind of sauces come with it? Oh, so this dish is um, the sesame noodles, so it comes with a sesame sauce, a homemade sesame sauce. And then we also have dumplings, and they are drizzled in a homemade chili oil, so you can get the five-spice chili oil that's drizzled on the pumpkin cabbage dumplings, or you can get the chiu chow chili oil, which is very popular right now, and that's drizzled on the green garlic dumplings. And it all comes with a homemade uh, soy sauce. So the soy sauce is infused with ginger and garlic. So it's the first day indoors. What's the big difference between outdoor market and indoor market? The weather and the bees. There's no bugs. We don't have to be sweating like crazy. So I, I like that at least being indoors. So is it easier then for the food vendors? Yeah, I feel I feel like for me it's nicer. But I also do miss like the aroma and just like being outside and everyone's outside. So it's kind of sad that we're we're entering into the colder months. But still having the farmers market is a good place to have people still come outside and like have some type of community. So there are pros and cons with both seasons. Yeah. I'd say the cons are less people are likely to just come in here and wander in because it's not fully exposed like it is outdoors. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like um, it's we're kind of hidden in here, so it's harder for people to like see that we're in here, but hopefully more people will hear about it and come out. Thank you, and that's Baba Duck, but vegan Chinese kitchen. Yes, correct. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Um, I'm Alima for Alima Cuisine. It's West African food. So I do prepare West African food and drinks, uh, healthy healing drinks, which is ginger, uh, lemon with mint, ginger tamarind, ginger mango, ginger pineapple. So there are four types of different drinks of ginger. And there's hibiscus with mint, and I uh, also have kinkiliva. Kinkiliva is something new, nobody know about it. It's grown natural, organically in a few countries in West Africa. It's healing, digestion, cancer, anything basically in your body and you can search about it. It's called kinkiliva. So I smell some of the food that's going on here. Can you yes, describe I have, it? Uh, jollof, jollof is a West African, it's meaning rice made with chicken and vegetable all cooked together and it's braised in it. Maybe here they'll probably say jambalaya, I don't know, but we call it jollof. And there's also lentil soup, which is, that smells good too. And uh, curry green bean stew, that's the big West African things. And hot sauce, that made by Alima also. 
It's a West African style. Okay, for West Africa, what's typical for your hot sauce? The hot sauce, the typical is the way we make it, the, uh, the spices, and how hot it is. It's a completely different than the hot sauces here. And um, this is our first day indoor, so it's kind of a little bit slow, but we'll get there. So what is the difference with the outdoor market and the indoor market? Outdoor market, I think there's more people attend the outdoor. The indoor, we get less customer. What's the most frequent question you have asked about your food? Um, where it came from, which is, I am from Burkina Faso, so I do mostly Burkina beer. I was expecting maybe about the spice. Okay, that is true. Um, there's spicy, you can't find it here, and that's what it make it uh, about uh, the West African, because the way we make it and uh, the way we get the spices, and you can't find it anywhere else than Africa. So that's what make it different. Thank you. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Have a good day. This is Sina Basil Hickey, reporting for Hudson Mohawk Magazine.